This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 165. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here recording another episode for you today. I just got back from walking my dogs and it's still a little cold here in Michigan. I'm working on my attitude about winter in Michigan and it is now March and trying to see the joy in the cool crisp air, the clear sunny skies. The dogs really enjoyed the walk so I enjoyed watching them enjoy. I hope you are somewhere warm and safe with all the things going on in the world right now, and I wish you all so much success. If you could do me a favor before we get started, please let me know how you are enjoying the podcast by leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or share the podcast with your veterinary friends. Also, you can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I would love to get some feedback from you, hear your ideas, hear about your experiences, and also suggestions for future podcasts. So I've been thinking a lot lately and working on my mindset, and I know we've talked about this on several other podcasts recently. So today I want to kind of continue that discussion about mindset by talking about overthinking. I think of overthinking as worry, but overthinking can really be more serious than just simple worry. Overthinking is often caused by our self-doubt, our imposter syndrome, and overthinking can keep us from becoming the vet and the person that we want to be. It keeps us from taking action. It keeps us from becoming our best selves. Overthinking can cause anxiety, it can cause stress and overwhelm, and it can really take a toll on your body. It can rule you. It's such a big issue in everything that we do and so intertwined with all of us in the veterinary world and a lot of the people that I coach. That human brain is so complex, and sometimes it's really difficult to know why it works the way it does and how it affects us physically and emotionally. So much of what what we feel physically and mentally comes from our thoughts, whether we realize it or not. And getting to know that and getting to know yourself better is part of the journey of becoming better and feeling better and getting over this tendency to overthink and worry. Have you ever seen those people that you think live in the moment They make firm decisions. They don't seem to worry about anything. They look confident. They look full of themselves, right? Those are the people that we envy. And many really successful people in the world or the people that appear to be very happy don't spend their time overthinking their decisions. They consider their options. They make choices. And then they just deal with the consequences of that decision, good or bad. A lot of what keeps us in that overthinking mode is that we don't feel confident or we're worried about failing in some way. And that's why we have a tendency to overthink. Overthinking is one of the primary causes of worried, unfocused, and unsettled minds. 
The bad news is that many of us are natural overthinkers. We develop a pattern of worry based on our past life, based on our childhood experiences. The good news is our thoughts are all under our control, even though it doesn't always feel that way. We can learn to overthink less and become more settled. And it's going to take some effort. So many of my coaching clients think that we can simply change our thoughts to feel better. And that's true on a basic level, but it's often not that simple. It's often difficult to know where our worry and overthinking thoughts come from and how to control them. And sometimes if we try too hard to control, that control is part of the problem, right? So before we can change our thinking, we need to become acutely aware of why we worry and overthink. Take a little bit of time to explore your past thought patterns and think about your deeply embedded fears. A lot of us overthink due to our fear of failure because we've had failures in the past and we fear that future failure. It's based on something that happened before but we're worried about it happening again. So for instance, we might worry about a client yelling at us in a certain circumstance based on the fact that someone else yelled at us before. We remember that yelling client much easier than we remember all the clients that were kind or the client that gave us a big compliment. That negativity is much easier to remember. And if you're anything like me, it's very situational. Right, So a client comes in and yells at you about they had to wait two hours or something. Let's, let's just use that for an example because that happens, right? People have to wait, they get angry, and so they yell. So then when you're working and you start to get a little bit behind in your day, that anxiety starts to come up about a client yelling at you, right? Because you've experienced it before when you've gotten behind, and now every single client that's on your schedule is a potential yeller. And so then you start overthinking. What am I doing? How can I get faster? You start putting pressure on yourself and that overthinking and that need to control what could happen with these clients causes anxiety. It causes stress in your body. Sometimes it causes headaches for me. Lately, it's been causing stomach problems for me if I start to overthink. So that's why we need to think about so many more positive experiences in our lives to dilute out the negative, dilute out the bad experiences. Part of that little chihuahua brain of ours, that primitive brain, is excellent at holding on to emotional memories, and it warns us of bad things to come. Its job is to keep us safe. And so naturally, anything that's negative is going to be stored in there. And so when your brain goes negative, it's really easy to believe that bad things are going to happen and I should feel anxious and I should get overwhelmed and I should have self-doubt. We overthink on the negative. If you've had a surgery that went bad on you in the past, you don't forget that one, right? You may have done hundreds of successful spays and neuters, but that one that didn't go quite well is the one that you will remember. The problem with our overthinking on the negative during a surgery is that we can't show up as our best self then when we're doing surgery because we don't have the confidence to just do it and push through. We might hide from the challenges. 
we'd shy away from the things that we're very talented at just because of one failure, just because of one instance that didn't go as planned. So that's the danger, right? That negativity, that worrying, that overthinking prevents us from showing up and actually being successful. If you think about the number of surgeries you've done that went well, there's hundreds. People are happy. The animals are fine. So many lives you've saved. But then when that one doesn't go the way you thought it should, that's the one you hang on to. And that's when that overthinking gets dangerous. So working on our overthinking and changing the way we see it and do it, the overthinking, will help make us happier and healthier. It'll get rid of that stress in our bodies. Because chronic overthinking has been shown to suppress your immune system, making you more susceptible to getting colds. If you've ever gotten sick, and this happens to me a lot over the years, I usually catch a cold or the flu, or some sort of virus, when I've been chronically worried or stressed about something, when I haven't been sleeping well, when I haven't been relaxing like I should, that's when my body gets sick. So chronic overthinking can lead to illness, and it also leads to decision fatigue. We start to have trouble making simple decisions because we're worried about the outcome. We're so worried that our choices will be wrong. When we start to ruminate on every eventual thing that could happen, it keeps us from making actual decisions. It holds us back in our work, in our home life, and it keeps us away from our goals. Have you ever found yourself shying away from something difficult or really important because you're overthinking? I have done it so many times. I've missed out on really fun and exciting things because I overthought or I had a fear that something bad could happen. I had an opportunity to go on a trip years ago to the Olympics in Salt Lake City, and it was right after 9-11. So this was a long time ago. But for this example, I didn't go. And I've always wanted to go to the Olympics. It's one of my bucket list things. And I actually had the tickets bought But then when 9-11 happened, I got very fearful and I overthought what could happen to me if I went to Salt Salt Lake City and attended the Olympics. How would I get there? Would it be safe? Would my children be safe? I went through all of the overthinking and I got so wrapped up and so anxious about it that I didn't go. And I missed out on this amazing life event just because I overthought it. And what a shame that I missed out on that, right? And I still have it on my bucket list. So one of these days, I have to get over that overthinking and go to the Olympics. Another time I've done it was when I was first starting to write, and that was a big one for me. I used to overthink everything that I wrote. I would read it and reread it. I just thought it was never good enough for people to read. I just thought nobody's going to get anything out of my blog. Nobody's going to get anything out of my writing. And it kept me from writing for years. Once I finally took action and got over that overthinking, now I write almost every day. I write all the time. And I still sometimes overthink it a little bit and struggle, but I've gained the ability to stop overthinking and just let it flow with the knowledge that if I only say one thing that connects with someone, then it'll be valuable. The same thing with this podcast. I sometimes overthink it. 
but then I just get on here and I start talking to you and I know you're friendly and I know that if I say something that connects with you, that it will help you in some way. So if you don't already identify with overthinking like I do and worry, how would you recognize it in yourself? And I have a few questions you can ask yourself or that I can ask you. Do you obsess about a problem instead of looking for solutions? Do you get stuck looking for perfection, for that perfect answer, before you can take an action? Do you get stuck in analysis paralysis? Do you run through multiple scenarios in your head before you make a choice? Do you feel like you have decision fatigue even when you're not making too many decisions? Or even when you're making simple decisions, like what am I going to eat for dinner or what am I going to take for lunch? If you start to feel stressed out by those little decisions in your life, you're probably overthinking and worrying. And that's something that we need to work on, right? You need to be able to make simple decisions quickly and confidently. Do you distract yourself with little things to avoid important things? Sometimes we do that, right? I have an important thing that I need to write for a magazine or something, and then I distract myself with social media, or I decide I need to do laundry, or whatever. You know, you you get distracted on purpose. And do you feel yourself living in your past without planning your future? And that's that fear of the future, right? And the last one is, do you worry what others think if you make a mistake? And that's a big one. We're all in that space of worrying about what someone else might think of us. If my blog has a spelling mistake, is someone going to think I'm stupid? If I say something silly on this podcast or I repeat myself, is somebody going to judge me? That is overthinking. So there's a couple of reasons that we might be overthinkers. And I came up with a couple of them in doing my research. And one is your environment. So it could be the environment in which you were raised. If you had parents that were perfectionists or very hard workers, my parents were very hard workers. And so I felt an obligation to live up to their hard work because they worked so hard to take care of me. If you had parents that were demanding of you, if they wanted you to get straight A's, if they put pressure on you to be good children or successful people, those kind of things in your environment can cause you pressure and turn you into an overthinker or a worrier. Did you fuss over your grades in school? Did you put pressure on yourself for success? Today, if you work in an environment where your boss expects a lot of you or punishes you for mistakes, that can add to your anxiety and your overthinking. The thinking pattern of worrying and anxiety becomes a habit. And we don't even realize we're doing it because we've been in these environments. We overthink. It's natural. We become anxious before we even realize we're doing it. And then that anxiety causes physical symptoms in our body. So environmental factors can lead to chronic indecision, worrying, overthinking, and then inaction. Another reason we overthink is that primitive brain. That primitive brain is really good at hanging on to failure. It hangs on to failures much longer than it hangs on to success. And you can test yourself on this, right? Write down all the times that you failed at work 
or all the cases that didn't go the way you wanted to, the really bad ones, right? You can remember them from like 10 years ago. You can remember the people, you can remember the pet, you can remember exactly how it went down. But if you had a success last week, you probably have a hard time remembering the details. So that negative, strong, primitive brain keeps you in a negative mindset and it's really difficult to get out. The other thing about that primitive brain is it's a control freak. We like to control our environment. We feel like we have to be in control. We think we can control our circumstances and that's just not true. That control freak, part of that chihuahua brain, overthinks every decision because we, if we choose wrong, we might lose control of our life, right? Even though we don't have control in the first place. You know, in our job, this is medicine. These are animals. They're not machines. So things aren't always going to go the same way. So those are kind of the two or maybe three things that cause us to overthink. And just being aware of them will help you get better at not overthinking. So it's imperative that we need to think about things, right? We have to contemplate decisions. We have to make choices. We have to take action. That's part of the deal. When we get stuck in that thinking, when we ruminate, when we worry, then we can't get to that action step. So let's talk a little bit about how we can change that overthinking brain. First off, remind yourself that other people are not as interested in you as you think they are. And what I mean by that is we worry so much about what other people think On many levels, they don't care. They are all wrapped up in their own thinking, their own drama. They're worried about themselves. They don't worry about whether you did something well or correctly or perfectly. They don't worry about every word that I say on this podcast, although my primitive brain thinks that you're out there judging every word, right? People don't care what we wear. They don't care what our hair looks like. And so if we're overthinking our looks, if we're overthinking our weight, if we're overthinking our conversation and the way we show up in a conversation, our back and forth with a client, sometimes we get in our head about that, our job, if we're so worried that our boss is watching every move, if you're worried about your possessions or your social media presence or your money, other people just don't focus on that. You do. You're the one that's worried about it. So if you can just train your brain to remind yourself that other people don't care, it's only you that cares, that will help you stop some of that overthinking and worrying about what other people think. That's part of imposter syndrome, right? We think that a client might think we're stupid if we don't know the answer to a case. You know, I've always said there's power in saying, I don't know. If you can confidently say to a client, I really don't know what's going on here, but here's how I suggest that we find out. Or I'm really sorry, we've done all these tests and we still don't know what's wrong with your pet. If you can say that with confidence and be okay with not knowing, there's power in that. So just remember that you worrying about what other people think is part of what keeps us in that overthinking brain. The next way to get over overthinking would be to work to let go of your past. 
And this is a hard one, right? Because that little brain, that primitive brain, is really good at storing those negative stories and those negative memories. But when negative stories come up in your head, try to accept them as your past. Try to say, oh yeah, I remember that happened, and this is the lesson I learned from it. So learning from your mistakes, but not fearing making the same mistake again or fearing the next mistake. Strong decisions require that we make the best choice based on the information that we currently have. And so worrying about choices from the past will keep you stuck. Knowing that you have control over the way that you think about anything that happened in your past is a really good step in letting it go. You have the power to think about it any way you want. So if you're struggling in this space, try to think of something bad that happened way in your past and ended up being good. Something like you broke up with your high school sweetheart and then you met your spouse. At the time, that sweetheart seemed like a tragedy, but you were saved from marrying that person or you were saved from a life with that person. So if you can see that sometimes bad things happening in the past turn out to good, it will help you let go of some of those stories. If you get buried in the shame of failure, it's hard to find that lesson. But if you look back and find those lessons, it will help you get the good out of the bad and then let go of the bad. So you don't live in that past, that shame of failure. Because in order to be successful, you have to have a lot of failures. And you all know this. Dating shows you that, right? There's so many things that you've done wrong in your life that taught you valuable lessons. So just try to remember that. The next step would be taking some control of your emotions. Because being present and living in the moment doesn't mean avoiding negative emotion. You need to feel all your feelings. You need to learn about those feelings and the thoughts that come behind that emotion and from that emotion. You can't run from your brain. It always comes with you. So the more you fight with your negative emotions, the stronger they become. And this happens to me every time I start overthinking. The more I try to fix my anxiety and my anxious feelings, the stronger they get. But if I start to feel anxious or overwhelmed or I start overthinking, if I can just sit in that feeling in my body, whatever it is, the tightness in my chest, the stomach, wherever that feeling is, and just accept it as being there, then it starts to lose its power. And then once it starts to calm down and I realize that I'm just overthinking and feeling anxious because of that, then I can work to find the thoughts that I'm overthinking. What am I worried about? I've got this big long to-do list in my brain and it's circling through my brain like a whirlwind. That's causing me anxiety. So what do I need to do to change that? I need to just accept that I'm going to get one thing done at a time and let the rest go. Or I'm going to make a list so it's out of my brain and onto paper. And then I'm going to prioritize it and then I'm going to start to work through it. So I can change those thoughts, take some action, and get out of the thought loop, that overthinking thought loop. And it's a process for sure. It's work. I get it because I am a classic worrier. I totally get it. But work to feel the feelings and then take action anyway. That's the secret sauce to keep you from indulging in this overthinking. And then the last thing would be to try to focus on solutions. 
much of the stress that we create with our overthinking is the thought that we don't have an answer. What's the solution? What's going on? And then the more we worry about what's going on, the stronger those feelings get. But if we can take one small step towards solving a problem, if you can start to work your way out of that overthinking paralysis, it will start to dissipate and you'll start to move forward. And then every little action after that is one step away from that being buried in that trap or that prison of overthinking and anxiety and worry. Action creates action. Action creates motion. Motion creates motivation. And that motion, that moving forward, that taking action, that working will stop your overthinking. So if you're someone that struggles with overthinking and worrying and even anxiety, the way to deal with it is to first of all just accept it. It's part of your brain. It's part of the deal. Everybody suffers with it. Some of us more than others, but everyone has their moments when they overthink. And so just understanding that it's part of the deal, it's normal, it's something that I'm going to struggle with, and it's something that I need to work on, is part of getting to the point where you can handle it. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't focus on what you think they might be thinking because that is just an exercise in futility. You cannot control what others think and you don't want to. You have a hard enough time controlling your own brain. So if you're really worried about what other people are thinking about you, then you're wasting your time because you need to spend your time working on yourself. Let go of past mistakes as best you can. You're still going to remember them. You're still going to feel shame when they come up in your mind. You're still going to have some regrets, and that's all okay. But progressing means letting that go. Don't hang on to that story. It doesn't define you. It's just a thing that happened. Feel the emotions. Be present in your life. Feel all the feelings. And that's part of being alive, right? Even the anxiety ones, even the overthinking things, that's part of our life. And then try to focus on a little solution and a little action step. We can change our feelings by thinking or acting. So if the thinking is hard and it's overthinking and you're spinning and you're spiraling, take a step, not a way From that feeling, not a way to try to distract yourself, but take a step to solution. Creating just one small solution to the problem that you're facing will help you get going. Just one little step. So don't fight your overthinking. It's normal. We all do it. But if you're really buried in it and stuck in it, talk to somebody, get a coach, get a therapist. Coaches can help you work through the thoughts in your brain sort them out, get them out, start to acknowledge them, and that's when you can change. Okay, I have a few quotes for you before we wrap up. The first one is from Tony Robbins. It says, whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you will experience in your life. The next one is from Jason Enge. Don't get too deep. It leads to overthinking, and overthinking leads to problems that don't even exist in the first place. And the last one is from Marianne Williamson, and it says, as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. 
As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence actually liberates others. And isn't that true? All three of those are true. If we get better, we can share that better with other people. We can share our joy. We can be more open to be present in our own life. So if anything I've said today related to you and you would like to talk about it, go to my website, juliecapel.com, and you can sign up for a free coaching or send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to know that you're out there listening, and I'd like you to let me know what's speaking to you. Know that I'm in your corner, and I'm always rooting for you to live your best life. Get out into the sunshine and have a beautiful week. Bye.